What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Well, hey there. Hello. Welcome back. Today's episode is quick. We are just talking about the upcoming mini series that I started last week without really intending to do that. But, you know, I started last week with a little bit about breathing and I'd been thinking a lot about how I talk about uh, these tools that I help folks, my clients cultivate through BBR and the things that I want you all to know that you have without any attachments outside of your body, the tools that you have available just in yourself. And I wanted to get more into that because, you know, I reference them a lot and I have never, I don't think, been really explicit about what these tools are here on this platform on on the podcast. And so I realized there are a a few main kind of buckets that I pull from when I work with clients. And so I'm doing a short series here on the podcast on these things in the coming weeks. So let's get into it. Introducing this 10-ish part series on the BBR pillars and brain-based stress management tools. And I say 10-ish because I might make a couple of these two-parters because they are just, there's so much info. Um, And we'll see how that goes. But we are going to go through and look at our brain, our body, our breath, of course, the big three B's, and then stress, resilience, nutrition, mindset, expectations, and habits. And I'm going to tell you just a little bit about these things now as we get into it, why I chose them, why these are the things that I focus on in my work, and why I believe them to be the most important areas to focus on when we're talking about managing our stress and overwhelm and anxiety and all of these things. So getting into the brain, it's just all the hows and what's and all of the awesomeness because your brain, everything, everything goes through the brain. The brain is the head honcho. It runs the show. And so whatever it is that we are doing, understanding a little bit about how your brain holds the information or how it builds the information, how it helps you create the patterns, all of these things, how, you know, what stress it actually is to your brain is very important. The body, we're going to get into how our body, what, what the role of your body is in stress, about storing stress in the body, moving stress out of and through the body, balancing hormones and chemicals, movement versus exercise. What's the difference? What, what do those two terms really mean? And with that comes kind of the mindset and the perspective that we have culturally around movement and exercise, um, and how that impacts how we want to move, what we consider movement and exercise and how we do those things, how we relate to ourselves about those things if there's any judgment or shame or blame or guilt around those things. And movement and exercise are so much more than aesthetic. Your brain literally grows with movement. We are evolutionarily um, 
structured in a way where your brain actually grows as you move. If we think about our hunter-gatherer peoples before us, as they explored more area, they had to remember those things. They had to remember what which areas were safe, which areas actually had resources and foods available, which ones are useful, how to get back home and navigation, spatial awareness, um, visual processing, auditory processing, all of these things. You literally become more cognitively complex and smarter. Your memory, your learning capacity, all of these things increase with movement. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also going to talk about, of course, stress, what it actually is, why it's actually a good thing. It's not all bad. Uh, the different kinds of stress and how they might show up in ways that you don't even notice or perceive as stress, um, internal stress versus external stress and, um, stress in the body versus, you know, mental and, um, psychological stress, how they differ, how they're the same. And then by looking at these things, how we can identify these things in ourselves and then know which tools we need. Resilience. I just received a a question from somebody today asking why it seems so hard for some people to feel resilient. And that is such a layered, complex question because it involves all the layers and complexities that we're going to get into in that episode. But, you know, every, every experience we have ever had from the time we are born and also how some of those attachments and uh, regulatory patterns are formed while we are still in utero. Epigenetics are not my specialty, my area of focus, but so we won't be going too much into that, but there is, um, it is worth taking a look at how, you know, how those things are formed in our formative years, how our systems are formed and how that affects the rest of our life in the way that we might navigate some of these stressful situations, especially if we are not intentionally focused and aware of the patterns that we have and maybe why they are certain patterns show up the way that they do and were produced the way that they were. Um, what helped us to kind of form in the way that we did and how to navigate that. And along with that, what it takes to build resilience. Is that possible for who, um, how to create it? Who's got it? Is it available to everyone or not? Um, spoiler alert there, it is available to everyone, but it does take creation intentional. Um, so we'll get into that. And then a little bit of nutrition. I am not a nutritionist. I did receive a nutrition coaching certificate. So I know a couple of things. I am not here for nutrition advice. I am not here to give you a meal plan, but there are certain foods that are great for your brain and your enteric nervous system and how those function function together. And when we're just looking at the use of energy and fueling our activities for brain function, the stress that's caused and produced by different types of diets, and then along with that, the mindset around nutrition, given any kind of education or preconceived ideas that we might have about it, um, both of those things are factors. And then the judgment, 
that comes with the restrictive eating patterns that are highly promoted within the multi-billion dollar diet industry. So a lot of opinion there, along with the facts about what's good for your brain, what uh, you know helps with stress, what's causing stress, a few of those pieces that I think are really important to note as just a foundational guide. And then we'll get into mindset, perspective, intention, and focus in your thoughts, understanding that your thoughts are not universal truths. You are not your thoughts. You have thoughts. You are created by the actions you take. For example, if you, or for me, I've been getting back into running. I don't love it every day. Some days I don't want to run and I think, I don't want to do this. It's going to be really hard and I'm slow and I don't know if I can do it today. But then I go and do it. And that is what makes me a runner in that moment is because I do the thing. So it's not about your thoughts about the thing. It's about what you actually do. And changing your mindset is the same thing. You can think yourself in circles, but it's about looking at things in a different way, leaving the opportunity for possibility open um, and learning and growing and shaping, kind of discussing whether we have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset and what feeds into some of those things. Mindset is a huge part of just life. I think mindset, I don't like the word because it's just so overused and I think it's become a little bit cliche and a little bit, um, I don't know, it's lended. Um, it's used a lot in, in kind of the toxic positivity space where it's, you just hear like, Oh, fix your mindset and everything's great. Like, well, yes. And that is a huge part, but you know, what does that mean? What is, um, like, what are all the other factors involved? So we'll get into a little bit of that. And then as well as expectations, this is part of mindset, but I feel like this one needs its own because while it's a huge part of the mindset piece, it is a source of so much stress when we're not actually living in the present moment and how our expectations are built on something we see or hear in the reality of someone else in the case of maybe comparison or even just watching or listening to, you know, whatever we have on reality TV or social media or any of those things, basing our experience or our, our expectations on someone else's reality or someone else's highlight reel that may not even be reality. Along with this also, if we're basing our expectations on a reality that only exists in our head, meaning that we have thought all these things up and our ideas and our expectations are not coming from the observable reality that is here and right now, because we know that expectation minus observation is frustration. If we are not basing our expectations on what is rather than what we think it should be, or um, some of these other things, then we, we create stress and frustration for ourselves. So I'm giving that one its own space. And then we're going to talk just a little bit about habits, how they're formed, why it's so hard sometimes, and some myth busters like the 21 day myth for habits. Um, and then some ideas from people much smarter than I am about how to build habits that stick. And I will be sharing all of um, my resources with all of these things in case you want to dive deeper. But 
this is just a just an intro to this 10-part series on the brain body resilience pillars of brain-based stress management. It all begins next week. So stay tuned. I'm very excited about this um, short series. It is going to be awesome and give you just a better idea of what is involved in brain body resilience and some tools um, as we go along. And that way in future episodes, when I'm referencing referencing these tools that we have inside ourselves, y'all can know like, oh, okay, this is what JPB is talking about. And this is how I can do these things. So I want to give you as much kind of tangible, actionable things here as well as just, you know, my fun stories about my life and growth and share that, which I always appreciate hearing that those things resonate because that is one of the biggest things here that I want to get across is that my situations are not unique. None of us really have isolated experiences that no one else can possibly understand. And I know that's how it feels sometimes. And just knowing that we're not alone in these takes a huge burden off. So you're not alone. We all experience very similar things um, in stress and how we manage those things sometimes and what we're capable of doing to manage those things because we are all human beings and largely run the same way in our physiological makeup. So that is why it is so important to understand a little bit about that, have that education of, in order to understand a little bit of, you know, the hows and whys. So I'm going to leave it here. I hope you have a beautiful week. Very excited to start this next week. Until then, no challenge today, but actually I'm going to say, but, but there is do something that fills you with joy this week. I would love to know what that is. If you want to share that, if you do on the social media, as always tag me so I can know, or you can just, um, my information is always in the show notes. Send me an email, whatever, hit me up on Instagram, give me a DM. What are you doing to practice joy this week to build your joy buffer. Let me know. Until then, peace out.